we had one doctor that every time he rotated with us for inpatient medicine, so working with patients that were hospitalized, he would start them on a vitamin D and a multivitamin. And we thought it was a joke. We used to make fun of him as residents. We were like, why is this guy wasting our time having us write orders for supplements when we could be prescribing medications? And my own story, what made me willing to talk to him and understand what he was doing is I'm a recovering alcoholic. And also something I would have never dreamed that I'd say, but it's true because when I tried to stop drinking, I had no idea how to manage life. I always pictured an alcoholic as somebody like under the bridge, homeless, and just a lost it all. Forget frequently asked questions. Common sense. Common knowledge. Or Google. How about advice from a real genius? 95% of people in any profession are good enough to be qualified and licensed. 5% go above and beyond. They become very good at what they do. But only 0.1% are real geniuses. Richard Jacobs has made it his life's mission to find them for you. He hunts down and interviews geniuses in every field. Sleep science, cancer, stem cells, ketogenic diets, and more. Here come the geniuses. This is the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Finding Genius Podcast, now part of the Finding Genius Foundation. I have Dr. Peter Kozlowski. He's a functional medicine MD and an award-winning author. He has a book called Get the Funk Out, F-U-N-C, Get the Funk Out, Balance Your Hormones and Detox. So we're going to talk about his book his clinical practice, and other interesting topics. Peter, thanks for coming. Richard, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Excited to be here and, and excited to share a little bit more about what I do. Yeah, tell me about your background. What got you into the work that you've been doing all these years? Yes, I'm a functional medicine doctor, and, and I would have never dreamed, I would have probably laughed in your face if you would have told me that that's what I'd be doing when I was in medical school or even when I started residency. So my background is, is I am a first-generation American. My parents are from Poland. My parents were both doctors in Poland. I have a lot of doctors in my family. But when I was young, I, I didn't really have my head on straight, kind of didn't want to study as much as I needed to. So I ended up with an economics degree. And then during my senior year of college, my best friend was diagnosed with lupus during spring break and she passed away a week after we graduated, which was a normal progression of lupus. Like I've, I've never heard of that or seen that again. But that, I was there for her during that process, but like I was very helpless, I felt like. I couldn't offer her much. I had no idea what to do. I kept asking my mom for medical books and I just... We felt useless. So I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. And I went and lived in Spain for a year. And while I was there, I decided to go back to study. And I had to take the, all the sciences. And, and I eventually got into med school, went through med school. And during residency, so I went to family practice residency. And in family practice, you're taught a little bit of everything. You're taught OBGYN. You're taught cardiology and dermatology and inpatient medicine and outpatient medicine. And you're constantly being taught by different people. And we had one doctor that every time he rotated with us uh, for inpatient medicine, so working with patients that were hospitalized, he would start them on a vitamin D and a multivitamin. And we thought it was a joke. We used to make fun of him as residents. We were like, why is this guy wasting our time having us write orders for supplements when we could be prescribing medications? And my own story, what made me willing to talk to him and understand what he was doing is I'm a recovering alcoholic. And also something I would have never dreamed that I'd say, but it's true because when I tried to stop drinking, I had no idea how to manage life. 
I always pictured an alcoholic as somebody like under the bridge, homeless, and just a lost it all. I, when I figured it out, I had, I was on top of the world. I was in residency. I was doing great. I, I, you know, I was just a success. And so for me, I went to treatment because I just couldn't figure out how to not drink on my free time. And so I went to an inpatient treatment or like a, a treatment program and treatment was all about why it was all about why do I do it? It had nothing to do with the actual alcohol. It was about why. And and I learned a lot of my own issues were insecurities from being a first-generation American and never feeling like I fit in. So I was introduced to this concept of underlying cause. And then I talked to Dr. Batra, who was the doctor who was prescribed, having us prescribe vitamins. And he told me he was studying functional medicine. And as a resident, they require you and they pay for you to go to continuing medical education. So I went to my first IFM conference, which is the Institute of Functional Medicine. And within the first hour, I knew that my career would never be the same because everything was taught from the biochemistry, from a physiology, from an anatomy level. Everything just made sense to me. And and I was the, at, this was 2011. I was the youngest person there as far as career because I was still an intern in residency. But I was meeting all these doctors that were 20, 30 years in their career and, and they were surgeons and ophthalmologists and, and all these different specialties. And everybody was telling, like, I was asking, like, what are you doing here? Like, why are you like learning about functional medicine? And they, everybody was telling me this is the future of medicine. So I stuck with it. Everybody I was meeting was like, this is what you should focus on. And, and so I got very focused on like, this is what I wanted to do with my career. My residency program was extremely supportive and I was able to do away rotations. And so I went and studied at Dr. Mark Hyman's clinic in Lenox, Massachusetts. I oh, went, really? That's cool. Uh, yeah. Dr. Deepak Chopra's clinic in Carlsbad. Dr. Susan Blum, who's not as known, but I think is one of the best functional medicine doctors. She's she has a couple books out there. She's in uh, Rybrook, New York. She's amazing. And so I got to shadow these doctors that had been doing functional medicine for a long time. And so they kind of taught me how to do it. And when I graduated residency in 2014, I went off into private practice. And that was a huge learning curve, how to go from being a resident to running your own business. And so, I, I mean, I just learned a lot from my patients, from from studying and, and just learning how to apply functional medicine. And the end of the day, my goal of getting into medicine was was that I couldn't have helped. I didn't have a way to help my friend, Michelle, who had lupus and passed away. And now I can proudly say that I've helped more people than I can count put autoimmune disease into remission. I've seen autistic children that were banging their heads in, into my off into my desk that are now in regular classes and you know communicating amazingly with their with their families and parents and it's just been a dream come true discovering functional medicine and, and being able to apply it and my one of my life goals was to write a book and so now in the last couple of years I've written two books the one that you mentioned get the funk out which is all about the connection of our toxic environment to our hormonal imbalances that we're seeing and then my first book 2 years ago is called unfunk your gut and that one's all about nutrition gut health and mental emotional spiritual health and so that's a brief version of my story of how I got here. But yeah, so never what I would have dreamed, but very excited that it worked out this way. Before we continue, I've been personally funding the Finding Genius podcast for four and a half years now, which has led to 2,700 plus interviews of clinicians, researchers, scientists, CEOs, 
and other amazing people who are working to advance science and improve our lives and our world. Even though this podcast gets 100,000 plus downloads a month, we need your help to reach hundreds of thousands more worldwide. Please visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click on Support Us. We have three levels of membership from 10 to $49 a month, including perks such as the ability to see ahead in our interview calendar and ask questions of upcoming guests, transcripts of podcasts you're interested in, the ability to request specific topics or guests, and more. Visit FindingGeniusPodcast.com and click Support Us today. Now, back to the show. So I know everyone's different. Of course, every situation is different, but what are the commonalities that you see recently in treating patients? What's going on with people that is making them sick? Or maybe there's a couple of um, diseases or conditions or symptoms that are incredibly prevalent you could talk about, maybe talk about some of the possible underlying reasons. Yeah. So I would look at it from the, the viewpoint of not what, what diseases are common, because I see a little bit of everything. Like if I go through my schedule for the last couple of weeks, I mean, I, there there's a little bit of everything. But what is common is the underlying causes. And there's really five main areas that, that we look at in functional medicine. And they are food, and that's looking at food sensitivities, gut health, hormonal imbalances, environmental toxins, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. So those are the five major areas that I go looking for imbalances. And then the way we're taught as functional medicine doctors is to look at what does the body have too much of and what does the body not have enough of. And so too much could be coming like heavy metals like lead and mercury from our environment, mold, glyphosate from Roundup. Not enough could be not enough thyroid hormone, not enough testosterone, not enough progesterone, too much estrogen. You could have too many imbalances in your gut microbiome. So I do a lot of stool testing to figure out what's growing in your microbiome. Too much of something called SIBO, which is an overgrowth of your small intestine of bacteria, eating too many inflammatory foods. And so those are the five areas that I look, food, gut health, hormones, toxins, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. And I would say the most important thing that I've learned is it's never just one thing. So, you know, I think in regular medicine, we're very kind of focused on like this causes that or this causes that. The analogy that I was taught early on is that we're all born with a bucket and we fill that bucket with toxins and stress and trauma and our standard American diet and sugar and eventually that bucket overflows into disease. And so for most of my patients, their buckets have a little bit of all of it in there, but their diagnoses might be one person might have rheumatoid arthritis. The next person is lupus. The next person is ulcerative colitis. The next person is autism. The next person's high blood pressure, diabetes, obesity, losing hair, eczema. And so I always say that like the majority of the time, I don't particularly care what the diagnosis is. I'm going to be looking at what is causing your body to be imbalanced. So that that's how I look at the body and how I look at medicine is is really about what's underlying and 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 what do we need to balance out. And I I've been very lucky and fortunate and blessed that you know we we've, we've had tremendous results with my patients through rebalancing these things. So I guess you'll you'll have them do what like go. I mean, take a food diary, go through their their experiences, then order a whole bunch of tests, and then. From there, you can craft a customized uh, regime for them. Yeah, that kind of sums it up. So if somebody schedules an appointment with me, what they get is about 40 pages of intake paperwork. That is basically their whole medical history from the time that they were in utero to where they're at now. And the intake paperwork asks questions about 
stress and, and diet and emotions and symptoms and all of it. So I get this paperwork back. I spend however long it takes to go through that paperwork before the visit. And then we have an initial consult. And usually by the end of the initial, I mean, I, I have an idea before we even, before I even talk to the patient because of all the information I'm getting before the visit. But then, you know, during a visit, sometimes new things or different things will come up than came out on paper. And so my typical initial visit, the patient will walk out, or now that we're on Zoom a lot, will get sent a, a bunch of lab tests. And that might be a three-day stool analysis to look at the microbiome. It might be a saliva test to test the adrenal glands. It might be blood testing to go get your hormones tested or cholesterol and things like that heavy metal testing, mold testing, whatever we kind of come together, we will order that testing. Usually takes a couple of weeks to get results. And then once I get the results, we will give a treatment plan with a plan of what kind of follow-up testing to do down the road. And I'm not saying this to, to ask you to brag. And I'm not saying, well, what makes you different? But when people go to a functional medicine doctor, what are the different types of functional medicine doctors are out there that you've seen that are prevalent? Are there are they pretty much all the same or there are certain types of them? What can people expect when they go to seek their own? If, you know, not everyone can hire you, but right. if people really want this and need it, what can they look for? What should they look for? So the number one thing that someone should look for if they're looking for a functional medicine doctor is to, if somebody if, if they want like traditional pure functional medicine, go to ifm.org. That's the Institute of Functional Medicine website. And they have a tab at the top that says search for a practitioner. But the most important thing when you click on search for a practitioner is you can then check off a box that says only search for certified practitioners. Because what's happened is, is that anybody that goes to a functional medicine course can get listed on the IFM website as a functional medicine practitioner. But unfortunately, not everybody really knows what they're doing. And, and so we do have a board certification program, which is a two-part exam that functional medicine doctors have to take every seven years, just like your gastro would or your family practice doctor has to take or, or whoever. And so you can narrow down your search to just people that are certified. So that's the first step that I would look out for is, is make sure you're working with somebody that's certified. What's happened is, is that functional medicine has been kind of lumped into integrative medicine as a whole. So I'm clearly, I'm very passionate in particular about functional medicine because I thought, I think I was trained in it from like a very pure standpoint and from the best people that do it. But now you've got basically like hormone clinics that are calling themselves functional medicine clinics. Any kind of chiropractor or acupuncturist or nutritionist, anybody that's in the integrative medicine, integrative medicine world is calling themselves a functional medicine practitioner. And unfortunately, like what I'm seeing is, is that most of them really don't aren't practicing functional medicine. So a, a key thing that I would say is that if you go meet with someone who says they're a functional medicine practitioner, if they don't ask you if you've ever done an elimination diet or tested yourself for food sensitivities through an elimination diet, they probably don't know what they're doing. Most of my patients have already done elimination diet, but I always check to make sure because food sensitivities is the most overlooked, easiest thing to do that a lot of practitioners aren't starting with. So if somebody, if you've seen someone and they, and they didn't start you on elimination diet, forget it. They don't probably, they probably don't know what they're doing. Secondly, is if you walk out of a visit with somebody who's calling themselves a functional medicine practitioner and you're walking out with a bag of supplements that they just sold you, 
that's a very bad sign too. You should be walking out with a bag full of tests. And so functional medicine really should be about testing. We do things objectively, you know, and, and I've heard of practitioners in the alternative medicine world that are diagnosing adrenal fatigue or they're diagnosing candida overgrowth just based on symptoms. Maybe they're right, but that that's not somebody that was taught or is practicing functional medicine properly. In order to be doing it properly, I think you should be doing testing before you're going on any supplements or treatment plans. Obviously, you've interviewed lots of people and there's probably practitioners that you've had that have different viewpoints. So and I appreciate it. I might be wrong, but but that's the way I was taught and that's the way I've, I've always practiced. So I think those that's are some fine. really good things to look out for. Well, one thing I have seen is some, some people do what's called muscle testing with particular supplements to see if it's good or bad for the person. And then I've also heard some supplement lines, like like I've tried this myself. You know, there's a company called Biotics. I like their stuff. It just yeah. seems to work better. Yep. I, I, like I've looked at the ingredients list of various supplements. And I've taken other supplements that I've gotten from different companies. And I'm not saying they're the only one that's good, but a given supplement from company A versus company B, it may not work at all for company B. And I don't know why. So what about the, the brands and the types of supplements and getting an, an additional feedback loop where let's say you put someone on supplements, they start taking them and they're not getting the results you expect. Do you then look at the manufacturer and say, hmm, maybe there's something going on here. Absolutely. I have this intre- I have a very interesting article that was written by an FDA agent in regards to what goes on online and even in stores with supplement sales. And the supplement market's not regulated. So like, I mean, I could start a supplement company today, call it Doc Cause Supplements, and I can go in my backyard and fill up some capsules with dirt and say that I'm selling you vitamin D. And unfortunately, that kind of stuff happens. So there are companies that legally stand behind their products that basically like if you go get their products third party tested and it doesn't have what it says it does, you can go after them. So those companies typically only sell through physicians, which I don't fully understand why that is. But you can do the research and make sure that supplement company is doing third party testing because that's another big problem in our field is that people are like, well, I spent a ton of money on supplements and I didn't get any better. Well, like a lot of the stuff that you're buying at Costco or Walgreens or whatever is is just junk. It's It's a waste of time. So if you have a functional medicine practitioner that you trust, they should be able to guide you with trusted brands of supplements. But just going into a store or what's even worse is is Amazon from what I've heard. And, and even on like Amazon, I've heard that some foreign companies or countries will mimic like the label of a good supplement for, you know, we can pick like a known uh, supplement brand like Pure Encapsulations or Biotics or Metagenics or something like that. And they can actually print off the same label pretending that it's a high quality product and then sell it on Amazon. So you that's a great point to make is just to be super careful when you're buying supplements. And I would recommend to talk to your practitioner to make sure that you're getting something of a of a decent quality. How do you make sure though? I mean, if you have that label problem or I don't know. The third see, party uh, testing and, and buying direct from the companies that have been shown to be legitimate. Who the so buying direct from the companies that are doing the third party testing. Okay. Like there's a company called Ballast Shore. I think they deal more with pharmaceuticals. They test them. But um so you can buy like it is a product, you could buy it either from Amazon or from direct manufacturers sometimes, or from maybe a third-party testing facility. Like, what are the different places you could get 
the same product from? I would say my favorite place to get that I recommend my patients to get supplements from is, is a company called Fullscript. And I don't have any kind of affiliation with them. I just use them a lot. So Fullscript is a, is a company that basically carries only like legitimate brands of supplements. So they're doing kind of the the work for me to figure out what what supplements are decent and what are which ones are not and so i and but they carry everything and and so since i don't have any affiliations with any particular supplement company being in this field for 10 plus years i've tried to find what's the cheapest best option for my patients regardless of what the brand is but just knowing that you know brands that that i've met and done my research on to work with them and sometimes it can be annoying to order individually, like, all right, I'm going to go onto the integrative therapeutics website and order from them. Then I'm going to go to Metagenics and order from them. And then I'm going to go to Pure and order from them. Then I'm going to go to Thorn and Orthomolecular. And so something like Fullscript, you can shop for any of the brands together, but, and you do need like a physician's prescription to get on there. So that's my advice. That's where I say, go through your practitioner to help get help with getting a good company, a good brand. But if I get, let's say I get, I don't know, magnesium from uh, Pure and I get it off Amazon versus ordering it directly from Pure, why would stuff on Amazon possibly be no good? Is it just, it was in transit too long? Was it? No, no, no. It's that there the comp could be, you know, little side hustles that are basically pretending that this is a legitimate brand and printing the same label, but they're selling their own stuff on there. I mean, I assume that most of them are being taken down eventually by Amazon. Like I've talked to some of the reps from the supplement companies that they do keep an eye on that. But so you can literally be buying just like a fake, it's like a knockoff basically. Like if you go to Chinatown in New York and you want to get like a knockoff purse or watch, that's kind of what you can end up with from shopping for supplements on Amazon. Yeah, that's terrible. That's really, yeah. really bad. What about the um, the handling, though? If, let's say, the label wasn't falsified, it really is from, you know, ABC manufacturer, sure. but Amazon's had it for three months, and it was in a warehouse where the temperature got up to, like, 95 degrees a couple times, and uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, could that destroy the uh, potency of, of supplements, just the handling of them and the shipping? It could, yeah. And that's what makes it so difficult, and that's where... You know, using like a, a company like Fullscript, I think makes a lot of sense because they're 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 keeping an eye on all of that. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I didn't mean to harp on it for so long, but no, it's, it's okay. An issue that um, that I've seen raised, so it's it's really important. You know, you mentioned like Costco and some of the other big box stores. Uh, some of their supplements may be worthless. Why? Why is that? Um, because they're not doing the third party. T- they don't. They're they're not required. You know, it's not a regulated market. So, you you know, you can get away for a while with selling, you know, poor quality stuff because nobody's checking in on it or they're doing their own. They're having their own people check in on it. And and so it's just not regulated. So that that's why the, there's so much room for falsifying or fake products. That's crazy. Is there any impromptu way? Like, do you do you ascribe to muscle testing for supplements? Like the person holds a the supplement bottle in their hand and someone tries to push that on their arm, that kind of stuff. Like some people I've seen seem to say that that's a way to you know informally test to see if the supplement's right for you or not. Uh, do you use that or do you feel like that's not scientific enough? I don't believe in that personally. Like I, I would never do. Something. Okay. 
Yeah, I think um, what I've learned from like coming into this from a traditional medicine background is is that there's a spectrum in even within alternative medicine of like being, I would call something like that super super alternative. Whereas like you know just prescribing medications and in surgeries like I would call super traditional. I fall way more in the middle. So I, I think I've done my I mean my research and my own investigation to what's good quality and what's not and, and what kind of testing makes sense to me. And, and like, you know, like I said, I, I might be wrong about many things that maybe, you know, you can tell if some, what somebody needs based on them touching it or holding it. But I, I just haven't not been convinced that that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, no problem. Well, thanks for being honest about all this. Yeah. I'll, what, tell listeners about your two books. What are the main premises of both books? And if people want to find out more, which one should they start with? Let's so let's let's talk about the books a bit. Yeah, so Unfunk Your Gut, my first book, is about nutrition, gut health, and the connection with all of it to mental, emotional, spiritual health. And so I, I think that that would be the better book to start with because it's a good intro into what exactly is functional medicine and what are we doing. And so the new book, Get the Funk Out, is the first half of it is about hormones. And so there's a chapter on the thyroid, there's a chapter on the adrenals, there's a chapter on the pancreas, um, on female reproductive hormones, on male reproductive hormones. Then there's a chapter that explains how environmental toxins are a major reason that we are being, we are all so hormonally imbalanced nowadays. And then there's a chapter on heavy metals, mold, non-metal toxins, household toxins, all the stuff you're being exposed to. And in both books, I get into exactly what kind of testing I do with my patients in regards to whether it's testing your gut or testing for toxins or hormones or whatever. And so when I laid it out in the beginning of, of there's five main areas we look at in functional medicine and it's food, gut health, hormones, toxins, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. I kind of realized after I put my first book out there, there was still some some info that I needed to get out there. And that's why I wrote the second one. And so I think both are a phenomenal guide to what is functional medicine and how it should be done properly. And so, you know, if, if someone's listening that more struggles with hormonal issues or is more curious about toxins, then maybe they start with with the get the funk out. But if somebody's just interested in starting from the beginning of functional medicine or they have gut symptoms or they want to learn about food or they want to learn about the connection of the mind to the gut and everything else, that then I would start with unfunk your gut. Okay. And how much are you seeing that um, mental issues are influenced by gut health or other aspects of health? You know, like it seems like anxiety, mental issues, again, and uh, phobias, OCD, ADHD, et cetera, are really... Uh, I mean, they're everywhere. It seems like and feels like in conversations I've had with many people. Yeah, um, it's I'm I'm kind of trying to figure out is it the chicken or the egg thing? Where like what came first? My general belief is is that for most of my patients that I've seen over the years, it starts as trauma when we're little kids. And the best definition I've ever heard of trauma is trauma is anything less than nurturing. So it could be as simple as coming home from school, wanting to show your parents your homework and they're too busy and they're not paying attention, right? And so that sets off a signal of I'm not good enough. That could activate the sympathetic nervous system. The gut-brain connection is basically your vagus nerve. The vagus nerve runs on your autonomic nervous system. So you get these sympathetic signals coming down from the brain to the gut that we're in fight or flight. So then the gut is shut down. So then you end up with low stomach acid. You end up with an imbalanced microbiome. You end up with a leaky gut. 
and then you're exposed to this toxic environment that we all live in, and then you eventually end up with disease, right? And so I've definitely seen the research that like, oh, it's our microbiome that's causing mental health issues. I believe it's that that's possible. I don't think that's the majority of the time. And and so even on like a three-day stool analysis, which is my preferred test for the gut, I can see how stressed out you are based on your microbial pattern. So we do a culture of probiotics and there's three probiotics that'll be suppressed if somebody's been under chronic stress and that's lactobacillus, bifidobacterium, and enterococcus. So if those probiotics come back not growing on a stool test, I can see that someone's living under chronic stress. But what came first? I don't know. Is it that, you know, so I just think you have to work on both things at the same time. Like the treating dysbiosis, rebalancing the microbiome. In my opinion, that is all very easy. But what is not is the mental, emotional, spiritual part. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. And that's why I talk about it in both my books. And, you know, just doing this for a long time, patients, they they come to me because they don't want to take meds, right? They don't want to do the pill for an ill model, but they still, they just want me to tell them what supplements to take. And then, and then that's not really any different than traditional medicine. You're just using supplements instead of pills. So I'm all about the underlying cause. And, and so for most people, there is a huge component of the mental, emotional, spiritual part that is the underlying cause and frequently will not let people heal. Me being a perfectionist, I always focus on my patients that aren't getting better. And so I could take a condition like SIBO or candida or dysbiosis and give people the same treatment plan but some people are getting better and some people are not. And, and so what I have seen over the years is that the underlying link is their mental, emotional, spiritual health. Okay. So Peter, if you wouldn't mind, can we restate the title of your two books? And again, the order in which were the, the, the benefits that people will get from reading one or both. And, and then I'll ask you about you know, how to get in touch with you if people are able to avail themselves of your services. Sounds good. So my first book is called Unfunk Your Gut, and it's F-U-N-C, like you mentioned at the beginning. We used to say in my practice, we put the funk in functional medicine, so that's where the titles come from. Unfuck Your Gut is all about nutrition, gut health, and mental, emotional, spiritual health. And it is the, the intro into what exactly is functional medicine. And we, we talked about at the beginning how there's five main areas I look at. And, and so there was two that I didn't write too much about, and that was um, hormones and environmental toxins. And so that's what the second book, Get the Funk Out, is, is all about hormones and toxins and the connection between the two. Hormone imbalances are skyrocketing. And it's my argument in the book, along with over 300 cited articles, that the main reason why is, is our toxic environment. And it's something that is not being talked about nearly enough. So I'm trying to get the word out there about the connection between the two. Hmm. Okay. And again, where can people avail themselves of your services? Are you able to do telemedicine nationwide or is there only certain states or where can they go? So best way to get a hold of us is my website, doc-cause.com, D-O-C-K-O-Z.com. Cause is K-O-Z, right? Yes. K-O-Z.com. Gotcha. Okay. So com. Yeah. And, and, and you can email us on there. You can call us on there. That's the best way to get an appointment scheduled or just find out more about what an appointment would look like. I am on social media, doc underscore cause on Instagram. And I actually just a couple of days ago 
uh, decided to actually get active on social media. So I'm now posting uh, videos every day using PowerPoint of explaining different things. Like yesterday I did um, digestive enzymes and whether or not you need them. The day before that I went all about all through how toxins are damaging our hormones. So I am way more, I used to say my social media kind of is lame, but I'm trying to get more active on it. I was deciding on what my next project was, either a third book or something else. And I kind of had to accept that people are really learning through social media. So I'm, I'm getting my info out there now. So that's another way you could get a hold of us. It's I'm on Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube channel now. All of it, you know, if you just search Peter Kozlowski, MD, you'll, any one of those will pop up. And, and so that, if people just want to learn, there's a link to my YouTube channel on my website, doc-cause.com. And so, you know, that's, again, the best way to get scheduled or just if you guys want to, if people want to learn more about what we're doing with functional medicine, I will be posting lots of different informative videos about all these different conditions that I work with. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, Dr. Gazowski, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and uh, answer all these questions. I really appreciate you being here. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much for having me. If you like this podcast, please click the link in the description to subscribe and review us on iTunes. You've been listening to the Finding Genius Podcast with Richard Jacobs. If you like what you hear, be sure to review and subscribe to the Finding Genius Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And want to be smarter than everybody else? Become a premium member at FindingGeniusPodcast.com. This podcast is for information only. No advice of any kind is being given. Any action you take or don't take as a result of listening is your sole responsibility. Consult professionals when advice is needed.